You're listening to Quintessentially Mental, a podcast hosted by Sure Eyes. Please note that this host is not a mental health practitioner or professional, and this podcast is not meant for treatment of any mental illness. Baobalb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with baobalb.org. This is Quintessentially Mental, the podcast, and I'm your host, Shiraz. Hey, y'all. Hey, darlings. How are you doing? How's this week been? I think, you know, every week, reflecting on the week's episode that I'd like to share with you guys, I kind of think about things that are really close to my heart, um, that's close to my level of experience. I do think that I shouldn't do the consulting thing and talk about shit that I don't know. I should talk from a place of knowledge and a place of experience. Um, as you know, my mental health journey has been, you know, you can't kind of keep your your issues at the door. You can't, you know, you can't just pretend that what's going on with you emotionally and mentally and psychologically doesn't exist all of a sudden because you're at work. Um and so, you know, my, my interactions with people in the HR profession at the various places I've worked has been quite strained because I, I always felt like you can't really show who you are, especially from a mental health perspective in a work environment, especially not to an HR professional, because then you think, hey, am I going to get a disciplinary hearing? Am I going to get a warning letter? Am I going to you know, have opportunities pass me by because I don't have, um, I don't know, that I might be viewed as incompetent or, you know, not capable. Um, and and so I, I haven't always had very genuine relationships with HR professionals in the context that I've worked in, especially when it came to my mental health. It was only in recent years where I kind of, didn't see it as, you know, stop judging myself and so felt more comfortable to be open with my HR colleagues. So what I thought for today's episode, let me invite a dear friend of mine. Her name's Lizanne. Um, we call her Lee. Um, she is an HR professional. We've known each other for years. We were basically friends from the time we were in each other's in, each, in our respective mother's wombs, I was going to say that we were in each other's wombs, imagine. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she's joining me for today's episode. Our, you know, our parents go way back. Um, we've, we, we know each other quite intimately in terms of, you know, having been friends for basically our whole lives. Um, and she's an HR professional. So I thought, okay, let me have this conversation with her. Um, and also see if she brings herself to the table when she works as an HR professional. So, hey, Lee, how are you doing? Hey, Cherise. Thank you so much for having me. I'm good in you. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for being open to this uh, experience. I know you're not, you're, you You still asked me how honest can I be? And I was like, your breath, let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll have to see how the the train of thought goes today. But yeah, I'll try my best. 
Awesome. So, Lee, I guess as an as like an opening kind of segue into the conversation as just, you know, an opener, would you say that you're someone who is aware of or has challenges with your own like mental health or mental wellness? So, you know, I think if you really speak to numerous people all over the place, I think that everybody at some point in their lives has um, issues with mental health and mental wellness. Um, some people, I think that journey is a little bit longer than others, um, but I think that it is something that is part of every single one of our, you know, our constructs and who we are as people. Um, and in terms of myself, I think that my journey hasn't been very long, but I have had instances where I've struggled, um, where I've had issues, where I've had to also just take a step back and be like, okay, how am I feeling about things? How am I doing mentally? What do I need to do for myself in order to make sure that I am still okay? I think you raise an important point, right? I think this idea that mental health or mental wellness only affects people who've been formally diagnosed is Mm -hmm right so like I'm someone who's been formally diagnosed I see a psychiatrist I see who's also a therapist um which is why I don't see a psychologist I've been hospitalized a few times but like I'm in the category of you have an official diagnosis you are being medically treated like and so people think unless you're in that category mental wellness or mental health doesn't affect you but like exactly yeah yeah so like what would you say, you know, have been those challenges if you are open to talking about it? Like, you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, but I know when I speak to some of my friends, you know, it's very much around anxiety, depression. Like, those are very much the common factors of things that, you know, people struggle with as an ordinary human experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I think for myself... <laughs> you're like... Uh... thanks for for making me open this can of worms (laughs) (laughs) look I haven't paid for therapy recently so maybe this is the opportunity I'm not sure Um, but yeah (laughs) I think that you know especially in the times that we're living in at the moment I think that we are all like dealing with a lot of stress a lot of pressure anxiety around our jobs anxiety around our families anxiety about health in general and our mental health um and definitely for myself i mean i think i i have definitely had my struggles i think probably uh over the last maybe six or so years i've actively noticed it and marked it as okay well you know there's a little bit of anxiety coming through here here's some stuff that you're busy dealing with in terms of depression um so, yeah, I've definitely been on that journey. I mean, a while back, I was also on uh, some antidepressants, not at the moment, but I have gone down that road before and had that journey as well as an individual. So, I mean, I think, you know, we have this joke that it's like everybody seems to be on antidepressants nowadays. And it's not something to laugh about, but it maybe just, you know, makes us think about where is everybody in terms of a mental health space? Like, are we doing Okay. Um, is it just that people are a lot more open to speaking about these things that we know what everybody else is going through? Um, but yeah, I mean, 
as I say, we all have that time in our lives where we feel like we are not managing and we're not able to cope, that we're not able to deal with work, that we are also feeling anxious. And I mean, I'm speaking both from a personal perspective and from uh, an employee uh, perspective as well. I feel the same way in my job too. So, I mean, you know, earlier you spoke about, you know, the strained relationship between yourself and HR. And I think it's because we still very much, you know, in the working space where we have to put up a front that, you know, no matter what's going on in our lives, we can deal with it. We can still perform. It's not going to affect anything. And that's kind of the expectation we hold each other to. But it's an unrealistic expectation because, I mean, we're all human and we're all going through things. So I think it's really about finding that middle ground about being like, okay, how do I bring this human side of myself to work, but at the same time still deliver on the expectations that are waiting for me within the work context? But this is the thing, right? So I think you've raised an important point. I think you've raised this whole, the, the two things, the whole putting up a front. So like, yeah, 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 I'm going through this thing that's actually really stressful in my life, but don't worry, I'll still deliver, right? Mm-hmm. But then in the same yeah. breath, you're saying, yeah, bring your whole self and as long as you can still deliver. Yeah. You know, and I think that in itself, like how how comfortable, you know, at the same time, they think, do, do you have the honest conversation and say, yo, I'm actually going through a serious life crisis, whatever that might be, whether it's a breakup, stroke, divorce, or Maybe, you know, I'm just having some family issues or whatever it is, right? Like there's something that is destabilizing me and is 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 going to affect my delivery. Do you then say, okay, shut, I'll mm-hmm. take some time off work. And then, you know, is there that risk that, oh, you're the, you're the person with issues and can't be trusted on projects, you know, or like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think it's I think it's so tricky because at the end of the day, we we work yes, we can like our jobs and love our jobs, but calling a spade a spade, we work because we need to eat and we need to live somewhere and we need to be clothed and we need to, you know, there are these necessities that require financial input and we get that from work. And so there is this like pressure, I think, to to hide where we might fall short from a work perspective. I think that's the reality. And so like, how do you, so I think, how do you have this like, yeah, let's normalize mental health at work. Let's like talk about the mental health issues. Let's, you know, how do you do that when there's still this fear that my job might be taken away from me. And so my livelihood and so my ability to, feed myself, clothe myself, house myself. Yeah. So I think the main thing is that, and I, this is what I see quite often, is that people are, number one, not aware of where they are at uh, from a mental perspective, right? So they may feel, oh, I'm not feeling so great. I'm going through these things. But I think that as human beings, we always try and push forward and push through and just be like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll put that on the side. I just need to focus on deadlines, etc. So I think what's really important is for people to acknowledge how various things in their lives are affecting them. Is it something that where work actually provides a safety, like a safety area for you where you can go, you can leave those troubles behind, focus on work, and then you pick back up again when you go back home? 
or is it something that is actively affecting your work? Um, and I think that we we all know when we are not performing to the level that we ordinarily would. You know, we feel like certain things are slipping, we're forgetting to do certain things, etc. So if you are actually, you know, seeing that it's affecting your work and your delivery, the best thing you can possibly do is to have a conversation with somebody. Because there's nothing worse than people, because everybody's seeing how your performance is slipping, but we don't actually know what the reason for it is. Is it just that you're not interested in doing your job anymore? Um, you know, is it that you are experiencing some kind of challenge? Is it something we can assist you with? So, I mean, the thing that we always talk about is communication. Communication is is really key, but you can only communicate when you are being self-aware and reflecting about how your emotions are actually impacting the work that you need to do. And then once you had that conversation, I think that people will really appreciate the fact that you're being upfront and honest about how certain things are affecting your performance mm -hmm. and that you take the time that you may possibly need just to kind of pull things together and get it back onto the right track, um, as opposed to being in denial about it and trying to hide it, but it's still you know, impacting things in a certain way that, that doesn't bode well for your career. So, I mean, I would say, you know, if it's a short-term kind of solution uh, or a so short-term situation that you're going through with, you know, it's something that will pass, have that conversation, maybe take some leave, um, you know, pull yourself towards yourself so that you can actually still come back and deliver in a the best possible way you can. Yeah. If it's something that's a little bit more long-term and you require a lot more help, a lot more assistance and all of that, um, you know, as I said, it's best to maybe communicate with somebody that you trust within the working space. Um, that's from a more like an official perspective, whether it's your HR person or your manager or whoever it is and have that conversation um, so that they also know what you're going through and so that various structures can then be put into place to assist you. Yeah. Um, and it's true. I mean, corporate may not necessarily have all of those structures in place, but I think with people being more honest and having these conversations with, you know, people like HR and all of that, we get to understand the situation a lot better and then we can start putting those structures in place within the working environment. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I have had experience with, and I don't know if it's also, you know, the culture of the place that you work in. So like, I, I've had experiences where the team that I was a part of were very understanding and very supportive of the fact that I needed to take a break. And I think because my track record kind of spoke for itself. So up until that point, I had been performing, I had been delivering. And I kind of said, look, this thing that's happening in my life. So bearing in mind, it took a few falling off the horse and losing my shit in other ways to go, oh, this, there might be a better way of, <laughs> of dealing with this. There might be a better way of like managing it from a work perspective. And so I think you're right. It takes self-awareness and it takes maturity and it takes, it takes knowing yourself, right? And then also I think when you when they when there are spaces where these conversations are a bit more normal, it's like I remember my one of my managers saying to me, Yeah, but if you had the flu, you wouldn't be hiding it she'd be like yo I'm sick I have the flu mm. wiped out for the next week and no one would question you you know exactly. and so I think I think you know that's also part of it is the fact that we have our own judgment and stigma and yeah but why are we struggling with this and 
is it a real thing? Or I think we have our own like things that we put onto it that makes us not think that make us think less of ourselves because we're struggling with it. And to know that, you know, there are places like what you're speaking about where HR is open to providing that support, given that we are more open, I think is encouraging. So given, given that, like, do you find that the people you work with, given the more open acceptance of like, mental health challenges being something that's in that affects people and their delivery have you like do you see it as being more I don't want to say tolerated because that's the wrong word but it's like is there more of an acceptance that this is also a type of illness and I'm not going to judge you if you're sick because of that so I am definitely seeing more acceptance but that is that acceptance is balanced by a responsibility. So the responsibility is on the individual um, from a work perspective for you to get help. So if you've identified that you have these issues, um, I think from a work perspective, we expect that you are seeing somebody, that you are going for therapy, that you are you know, taking medication, that you are looking after yourself as well, so that you are doing everything that you need to do from your side to ensure that, you know, that aspect of yourself is stabilized. So you are then still able to produce and work in the right kind of way that we need it. Because at the end of the day, you know, um, every single organization is there to make money. Yeah. And they need the the uh, the employee to bring their best selves to work. And we know it's not always possible and you can't always do it 100%. But if you know that there's something going on with you, I think the work expectation is that you find a way to sort it out. And not that we won't give you the time or the acceptance or the acknowledgement that this is what's going on. But we also need to see that, look, you know, this is happening to me, but I'm finding ways and I'm trying to find solutions. I mean, very similar to your example that you used about if you're not feeling well. Uh, you know, I know there's a different kind of culture at the moment where you're almost like shown as being the hero if you come to work sick. But the expectation is that you take some time off. That's why we have sick leave. Um, you take medication and you rest so that by the time you come back, you are ready to hit the ground running. Yeah. I think you've I think you've raised an important point, right? This idea of being a hero, right? And it's like, but to who? So either you is it something you have to feel you have to prove to yourself? Is it something, you know, because when people come you know, it irritates me when people come to work sick and I'm just like, you're just gonna infect everyone. Like, why, why not, you know, even if you want to be the hero, be the hero from home, like work from home or like, or just take, you know, as you say, take the sick leave. And I think, I think the more open we are or the more, the more we have these kind of open discussions with the people we work with to say, I'm not well, but I'm taking the steps to deal with it. I just need your support in giving me the space to do that. And then that being accepted, I think that's really encouraging. I think. You know, but I guess my question now becomes, sure, that's the stance from HR, that, okay, as long as you deal with yourself and all that kind of stuff, how then do you like, and I don't know if you can answer this question, but like, how then do you have other people in the organization that have influence over your career to not perceive you in a certain way, you know, where 
I was basically told by by senior senior managers at a place I was working at that, oh, then this just might not be the right environment for you. While from an HR perspective, there's this thing of, oh, but we we are making a space to become more mentally healthy as an organization. So like how do you balance that, right? How do you balance that support and acceptance that HR might provide with the actual individuals in the organization who might not hold the same view? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that applies to anything in life, that number one, people are going to have different perceptions about things, different perceptions about you, who they think you are. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's your responsibility to live the best life that you can and do the best thing for you. So definitely people are going to throw questions like, oh, are you sure that this is the right environment for you? But I mean, look, it's a valid question. You need to ask yourself that question. And if the answer is yes, you you proceed. And if it's no, then perhaps you you look at a different environment that will work better for you. Yeah. Um, yes, they don't have the right to ask you that, but people are people. And although a particular organization may espouse certain values, you know, it, it's made up of various individuals with different backgrounds and different ways of thinking. So somebody's always going to to have something to say. And so I think it's just a thing about, you know, if if your organization is saying that they support this, that they're encouraging um, a space of wellness and, and all of that, you have something to fall back on. You know, although it may not be implemented by each individual manager, um, you can say, look, at the end of the day, this is what the organization is trying to promote here. And this is how I am contributing for us to move forward within that space. Yeah. So, you know, if there are structures, if there are policies, if there are procedures in place that support you on that level, you always have that to kind of protect you. Yeah. Lee, this has been, I feel like there were, there were times in this conversation where I was like, treating you like you were the HR person who gave me so much. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That could be dangerous for our friendship. (laughs) But thank you. Thank you for taking the time to kind of shed light on this, right? I think, I think that we, I think you raised an important point and it was obviously a question I had to eventually ask myself was, was that the right environment for me? You know, and I think mm. we we put so much pressure on ourselves to perform, to achieve, to, you know, we, we, it's like we have to prove something. That's why I said earlier, you know, are we being the hero? Who are, who are we trying to be the hero for? And who whose opinion are we trying to sway? And whose perception are we trying to influence, you know? and And so I think, in you know just wrapping up this conversation i think it's the a few takeaways for me that i think are really important i think the first is recognizing that we have agency we have personal choice we have um we have the power to decide for ourselves and so we do need to be able to say look this situation is not healthy for me or you know this environment isn't one that I can thrive in. And I think it comes back to something Lee raised earlier in our discussion, which is really getting to know yourself. And I think being able to check in and say, okay, currently I'm feeling anxious. Currently I'm feeling um, patched by 
a response that I got. You know, being able to kind of take a temperature check on how you're feeling is one thing. But I think there's also the deeper, the deeper layer of actually knowing, you know, who you are and what makes you tick and what, what environments you can thrive in and what you need to be successful and what sets you up for success. So Lee, thank you once again for, for, for chatting to me. I really appreciate it. Um, I know this isn't, you've taken time out of your day to be able to do this with me. So I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, to all you listeners out there, I think challenge yourself. Try to be more honest, at least with one individual. Ooh, let me not give advice. Next thing people are getting fired. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, all I can say is keep challenging yourself to be a truer, better version of yourself. So thanks, darlings, for listening. As always, take care of yourself. Take care of those who you care about. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And we'll chat again in a week for the next episode of Quintessentially Mental. And Lee, cheers, doll. Thanks for joining me. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this Spudcaster podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. You've been listening to Quintessentially Mental, the podcast, hosted by SureEyes. Join us next week as we continue the conversation about mental health. And remember, we are always perfectly ourselves.